Ah, I quit smoking. That's good for your teeth, man. You ever try that? Holy cow, is that tough, huh? I smoked ever since I was a kid. I always remember smoking, you know? One time I remember I was a little kid, I was like eight years old, and I was behind my garage. I was sneaking a cigarette back there, and my dad caught me. I'll never forget it. His big head came around the corner of the garage. There was my dad's big head. And then his body, right after it, there was his body. Trailing his head as it often would. And he grabbed me and he hauled me in. And I thought I was in for the strapping of my life, you know? What he did is he pulled out his giant cigar. Must have been half the size of my arm, this big cigar. Stuck it in my mouth, lit it up, made me smoke it all the way through, right to the end. That's when I started smoking cigars real heavy. <laughs> Yo, 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 my mojo mojos. It's Mojo Moments Season 3, my lucky number. And I'm your host, Thane Calder. Okay, I stole the little mojo mojos from Mark Marin from his, like, he has a kind of famous podcast, WTF. I don't know what that stands for. But anyway, he calls his listeners fuckers. I'm a little more PG. So I'm calling my community Mojo Mojos. And the community is big. It is growing every day. You can hear it. Anyway, that's it's fall now. It's fall, autumn, folks. And yes, summer is over. I don't know how your summer was. So much has changed. Well, except we're still knee-deep in COVID. In our last end-of-season episode of Season 2, uh, we had uh, an author and friend, Alex Johnson, who shared with us her incredible story called uh, Inconceivable is the name of the book. And it's a story of her and her husband's incredible journey to parenthood. And a week later-ish, my podcast mate and bestie, Mark Delinsky with a D, and his wife gave birth to their second child after their own incredible story of perseverance. So I'm happy and really happy for them. I mean it. But I'm actually more happy that they named their child Thane in my <laughs> honor. Courageous choice here in Quebec. We're pronouncing the Thane is more like Tane or Tan or, you know, the TH thing doesn't fly in French. Anyway, thank you, Mark, for the honor. No problem. I wish your child luck with a name like that. You know, honestly. <laughs> well, what else has changed? What else has changed? This is not contrived. This is not scripted. This is the truth. I fired Mark. <laughs> I'm putting that on the record here on this podcast. Yes, I did. You heard right. Because he did not name his child Thane. He told me he was going to name their child Thane, but he didn't do it. But he claims he wasn't fired. He got a job offer of his dreams, and he joined a new agency, or I should say an old agency. I mean, I think your dream job is joining, the. I think, the oldest agency in the world. So, But I mean, hats off. They're still in business and they're not doing too shabby. So what can I say? What can I say? Anyway, no hard feelings, Mark. The important thing is you're here today as a guest or a drop-in, but no longer as co-host. It's contract stuff. <laughs> I, I understand. That's it. Not our contract, other contracts. So let me introduce officially Mark Delinsky, spell with a D, as my mojo guest today. Mark Welcome. Thank you. It's fun to be on this side of the couch. This is nice. 
And we did we did name our our baby Annabelle. So, you know, half credit. That half is close. credit. We had the French spelling or the English spelling? Uh, is there a, what's the difference? Well, I think in English they don't do the E L L E. They just finish. We did E L L E, so it's the French spelling. Yeah. Yeah. So did we. So that's close. You copied I copied your daughter's, daughter's name. name yeah. And you knew that. And I I think you've maybe told me that, and I should remember these things, and I don't. But but I you were just bitter. I didn't name her Thane. It would have been weird for everyone. That's it. Could have called her <laughs> Churchill. That would have been weird too. That would have been epic though. What's your daughter's name? Churchill. Churchill and she's like chomping on a cigar. <laughs> she's <laughs> always smoked. We don't know how that happened. <laughs> and drink. That's and, it. Uh, nasty habits. Anyway, mm. so how's your mojo, man? Pretty good. Uh, with the baby, there's a little less sleep than before. But generally speaking, uh, it's pretty good. I mean, I'm, I was bummed out to, to learn about Norm, our friend. That we don't actually know, but we have a shared love of Norm McDonald. And so I had to reach out. I'm like, dude, Norm. I know, I know that essentially our whole podcast today is bearing two favorites, you and then <laughs> Norm McDonald. Uh, but we're going to get to that in one sec. I just have a okay. little bone to pick with you. You know, that's how I make my guests feel comfortable. I start with a bone picking moment. Is, is it the um, quality of my mic? Because you took the other mic back. You had well, your, you had yeah, your staff well, come and collect. Dude, Contract stuff, contract right. stuff. Look, you went on a paternity leave in the summer, right? Yeah. And then you call me and you say, hey, dude, I I got this job, my dreams at this old place. And <laughs> I might get you fired. This is awesome. But no, that's not what you said. I might get you fired. But what I don't understand, you, you're allowed to call me and tell me I'm quitting. But if I'd phoned you on your paternity leave and said, hey, dude, uh, I'm firing you. Like, you could have technically sued me. I mean, you wouldn't because you're cool, but, you know, and I get it. I get it. I get that rules there. Like, it's uncool to do a move like that when someone's on their paternity leave. I respect that. But why is the opposite not true? Like, where's the, where's the line, man? Where's the line? Isn't the loophole something that if I were to return after paternity leave and then you said, since you were gone, there's been a restructure. We don't actually have your position anymore. You can let me go, right? I don't know. I, I'm I'm not sitting around scheming on how to let you go. I'm I I think weren't you're dodging. You, weren't you? You're, you're, you're <laughs> dodging your own question here, which is like the ethics of the situation. No, there's no ethics here. I'm just trying to make you see. It's my way of making my guests uncomfortable. Feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Anyway, so enough about that, okay? Let's we're not here to talk about you. <laughs> we're here to talk about Norm McDonald. Rest in peace. I mean, so yes, you sent me the text yesterday. And I'm impressed with our turnaround time to throw this podcast together. But Norm McDonald, best comedian, I would argue, in our times, who's born here in Quebec, Quebec City. Uh, and he died at the tender age of 61, younger than the, you know, the agency where Mark works now. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to get you fired. Anyway, Mark, uh, you broke this news to me with a text. So, uh, and, and your text was, no, Norm. I was so confused. That, that and then I sent like, a link to put yes. some context to that text. Yeah. So, so what did Norm McDonald mean to you? Well, 
I had to text you that news because you're the only person who cares about Norm Macdonald as much as I do that I know. Like no, like he's he's an acquired taste, I would have to say. But Norm Macdonald just had this way of delivering comedy that I don't know if I saw anywhere else. And when I was younger, I remember I used to stay up really late and on TV they used to show old Saturday Night Lives kind of after the current Saturday Night Live. So at 1 p.m., 1 a.m., they would show the reruns of classic ones. Yeah. And I was, and I must've been like 15 or, or 16 or something like that. And they started running this, the seasons where he was doing weekend update. And I just found it just so dry and so brutal and so funny. And I just got hooked on it ever since. So, you know, whenever I couldn't sleep, I would just pull up like Norm Macdonald jokes and just like, you know, go down a rabbit hole of Norm Macdonald jokes. They talk about Norm Macdonald stuff is rabbit hole stuff. Like that you can, like, it definitely doesn't help you go back to sleep because you get really. No, you get sucked in. I know. But you know, what's interesting. And, and I know we've talked uh, about comedians here and there. We, we both have this kind of fascination of the comedians and in no way am I an expert on it, but. I really respect them. And, you know, like my wise man brother always says, you know, comedians are our modern philosopher warriors. You know, like he always says, like, their job to hold up the truth to us. You know, they make us see the truth. Uh, maybe for the first time, you know, stuff like that. But I kind of feel Norm is on another level. Like, I mean, did you see his last gig on, I think, one of Letterman's last... Last shows. He's one of Letterman's last guests. Yeah. 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 Did you see that gig? I saw it at one point. I haven't revisited that one though. Anyway, I'm not going to, you know, destroy his material. He just delivered it so well. So he does his incredibly funny bit about, you know, nations that we should be scared of, you know, and it's not North Korea. And then he goes on his whole thing about Germany. Like <laughs> he had such a fascination with the Germans. <laughs> I know. But what touched me most, and if you rewatch it, I encourage you is at the very end, he does a tribute to David Letterman and he's, so, you know, emotional, uh, which you don't... You didn't often see. No, never yeah. saw. I mean, the guy was so dry and you almost wondered if he if he was from this planet, you know? But, you know, one of the things that struck me was like, he's had cancer for 10 years. Mm. I realized, so when he's on Letterman, and I, I had to look it up because I'd forgotten, but let, that show was in 2015. So he already had cancer at that moment and he hadn't told anyone. So I'm... Just wondering, like, for him, was it a deep? Obviously, it was. It had to be playing in his head. I don't know. What do you think? You think you said like Letterman loved him. Like all the comedians loved him, and like when he did his show, his like stupid show that was I don't even know what it was on like normal YouTube, like the YouTube one. (laughs) Yeah, but he had all the biggest comedians ever show up, like Seinfeld, Letterman, all of them. They would sit there and just kind of go like what is happening and discuss it. They love him. And he always seemed, they all seemed kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> That's it. He made so everyone so uncomfortable, but they adored it. Yeah. Cause I guess it's so hard to make comedians feel uncomfortable. And like, he was the only one of like his contemporaries that could do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the show got panned a little, like it was just like weird. But that's just his And his thing. sidekick didn't make any sense. Like his sidekick who was just an idiot. <laughs> well, I know <laughs> that's that like, I had a sidekick before. I know. I got fired because of yes. it. 
So do you have any good norm stories? Any good norm stories? I think I think my favorite joke is the moth joke though. Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, I actually one? Yes, I, I actually <laughs> revisited it last night just going, yeah. Explain explain like the, the moth I, joke to our friends. So the moth joke is this moth shows up into a, a, a psychiatrist's office and ends up speaking, telling the psychiatrist all about his life and his relationship. No, you just all fucked these- up the whole joke, dude. He ends up in what? a one of those. What's a foot doctor? Podiatrist. Yeah, he ends up in a podiatrist office. It's a pod- no, yes. it's a, it's a, isn't it? Is it? Oh, now I got to tell the joke for you. He spends like 10 minutes. He spends 10 minutes talking about everything. And then the punchline is he came in because the light was on. Oh. I know it does. Because I heard another version. The podiatrist is like, you need a psychologist. And then he goes, then why'd you come here? Because the light was on. The light was on. (laughs) Yeah, the light was on. I love that we're destroying the material. Destroying classic material. I set you up with that question because I have a nice long story. I have a Norm McDonald story. Awesome. I knew you would. You know fucking everybody. Have I ever told you this story? No. Did Did I ever tell you I met him? No. The amount of time we spent together and you don't know that. You don't tell me the best stories. You don't tell me half the good stories. I don't know what you're saving them for. Because most of the time I'm interrupting you and talking too much i at certain moment i just like feel i gotta stop and so i never got to the norm story anyway i met norm mcdonald and i'm oh, my dates are fuzzy but i think it's guaranteed in my brain now 1995 oh cool that's a great time to meet norm and here here's the story so i'd finished university i was living in my mom's basement here in montreal working part-time as a janitor at a, at the english theater in old montreal called the centaur uh, and I, I was desperate, you know, I, I was, I needed a, a job and I, I made these, I think I've told you this, I made these uh, CVs, but with a cover and on the front and like bold black and yellow, it said, ignore this. Now the next page, like, if you haven't ignored this and I had this whole pitch on why you should give me a chance. And even if it means sweeping your floors, which I said, I had much experience in at the theater. Anyway, everyone ignored my CV. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, except, except one, Andy Nolman. one, no, no, you're jumping ahead. Actually, one company, two. Okay, one of them was a super hot tech company in town called Softimage, and the the HR recruiter person phoned me to laugh. <laughs> no job, just to laugh. I was like, which may dick, th- which maybe <laughs> gave me the inspiration to send the freaking thing over to Just for Last Festival. And Andy Nolman, so you stole my punchline, Andy Nolman called me. So he's a co-CEO of Just for Last Festival. He got my big thing saying, ignore this. And uh, he calls me out and says, like, I like your balls or something like that. I'm pretty sure he didn't say that. He was always making, you know, catching you off guard, Andy. And he goes, anyways, for the full story, see Mojo Moments season one episode. Yeah, yeah, one. listen to Andy. He was our first guest on Mojo Moments. Um, anyway, he's like, You want a job at the festival? I like your attitude. You won't get paid very much, but what do you think? It's a job. And so, of course, I took it. Anyway, so actually, 
Before I continue my norm story here. See, this is why I never get the good stories. You get distracted. Am I being an ambulance chaser? You know, telling the norm story right now feels like, you know, he just died. And it's like, like, did you notice the other day for 9-11, there were people posting on social feeds, you know, they were like, I was there, stories and stuff like that. And I'm like, kind of awkward. Like, like there was like 20 million New Yorkers there. Like, I don't understand. You know, it's not like you're on the grassy knoll and I don't know with JFK assassination. Like, <laughs> I, maybe it's too soon. You know, it was a horrible nine eleven was a horrible thing. Anyway, back. But it, do you feel it's a bit ambular chaser to tell stories? No, it's your relationship to Norm. My relationship. Let's keep this. Up. Well, one of the things that I don't know what the fucking story is, so I can't oh, yeah, tell okay, you. So tell you story. So, just like, so you saw him. Can once we stay on topic? And that's on topic, Mark. God I can't damn! Believe you're. Just... Don't know why I agreed to this. <laughs> so Andy Nolman uh, hired me. I'm working at Just for Laughs. Um, you know, I I offered for him to join us today, Andy. Last night, I was like, Yeah, we talking about Norm. And he's like, uh, and I can't. You got this. I got to go to the gym. You know? I'm like, really? I mean, Andy's my hero. He gave me a job, you know? And mm-hmm. hire me. And the gym's more... Anyway, doesn't matter. So back to 1995. I'm working at Just for Laughs. Um, and what people don't realize about Just for Laughs, it wasn't... It's not just... or And I don't know what it is like today, but back then, it was... Obviously, shows you go and see, but it was also like a trade show for the industry. So you had all these like producers and TV and uh, movie talent people, and they're like signing deals and stuff. So my job, and a uh, little fun fact, my job, I was at the um, it's kind of this VIP concierge desk for these big wigs and the and the artists that would come in and sort of give them their passes and give them, you know, this, give them a little, you know, welcome. And, and my, and, and here's the interesting thing, my sidekick, he probably didn't see it like he was a sidekick, but anyway, I consider him sidekick was Ben Mulrooney, the Ben Mulrooney from E-Talk. <laughs> no, but it's clear. He, so it makes sense why he was hanging out with the VIPs. Why were you hanging out with the VIPs? Well, it was just my job. I'm literally giving a, 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 a laminated card with a, you know, a necklace thing that they wear and blah, blah, blah. But it's anyway, Ben found his career. Uh, obviously, he liked the whole, that world. The, the whole there you go. You launched his career. And, and he's also friends with the Prince Harry and Princess Megan now. Like, maybe I should have hung out with him more. Anyway, anyway. So one evening, uh, so doing this thing, the VIP desk, wrapping things up. Uh, and then the... the this guy, this fella comes along, and I'm not really good with celebrities. I don't even remember names. I, I, I'm not that. Anyway, this deadpan guy's mumbling stuff, and he's like, hey, uh, I'm here to get my uh, pass. Last name, uh, McDonald. Not the funny one, Mike. I'm the other one, Norm. Because back then, <laughs> Mike, McDonald. Mike McDonald was a big wig here in Canada. <laughs> and anyway... I, I realize it's Norm, the guy from SNL, you know, and I'm like, he's funny-ish, but kind of quirky. Like, I, 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 at the time, I wouldn't say I'm like, oh, the funniest guy ever. I kind of recognized him from SNL. Is this too much detail? Anyway, it's too late. No. So, um, 
Norm and I chat and he's kind of hanging out and I'm wrapping up and uh, he's like, you want to grab a burger at Mr. Slee's? And I'm like, uh, where? You, you've never gone there? Best burger in town. So I'm like, well, okay. So we wander up St. Catherine, okay? Uh, and we arrive at this spot and the sign's there and I'd seen it but never gone in and it actually says Mr. Steer. <laughs> but the way... It was spelt. The lettering looked like sleaze. I get you could say that. And I'm like, yeah, it's Mr. Steer. He's like, no, Mr. Sleaze. And he goes on about the sign. He's like, yeah, it's and it was right next to all the strip joints back then. There was like super sex and whatever the names were. And he's like, yeah, he's like, maybe they got a deal on signs or something, or or they're just marketing to the market, you know? <laughs> he, he's just like, <laughs> but he goes, it's still the best burger. So we go in and we're, we're eating the burger and uh, he's chatting about his dad. Okay. He said, Hey, did your dad ever catch you smoking? Yeah. Or you ever catch you doing anything bad? And I'm like, uh, no, in my case, I was doing the catching of my dad doing nasty stuff. And well, that hasn't stopped say that for a whole other day. Uh, anyway, then, <laughs> and you're like, I know those stories. Anyway. Uh, that story, I know. Yeah. Then, so he tells me about his dad catching him smoking behind the barn or shed or something. And he's like, he's like, you know what he made me do? He's, he made me smoke like five cigars, you know? Make me feel sick so I would never smoke again, you know? And then he rambles on and he says, son of a gun, you know? What if I'd ca- been caught smoking like, you know, I think he said like them marijuana cigarettes, you know, wonder if you would have made me like smoke the old crack cocaine. <laughs> so I'm laughing, you know, he's a funny guy. And we're chatting like that. And he's like, what do you think about the crack cocaine? <laughs> would you ever try it? And I was like, no way, man. And he's like, yeah, but just try it once. I was like, no, no. And he's like, but yeah, but, if you're really old, okay, and there's no chance you can be addicted, like it's, would you just try it once, see what it's like? And I'm like, oh. I was like, I, I guess so. And then I was like, you? And he's like, no, sir, I'm scared to drive. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, he didn't drive. I, and then he's like, I can't believe I'm hanging here having a burger with a druggie. I'm like, how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, we leave and I go off. Anyway, and during the the the, the event, the, a few days later, they had these big nights, the galas, and he, and 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 when my shifts were over, I go to the galas and I could go backstage. And he goes on. It's at the Théâtre Saint Denis, and uh, I'm watching the galas. And out comes Norm, and Frick, when you know, he starts talking about his dad, the drug story, you know, all that stuff. And you know what struck me? You know, we weren't hanging out. He was just testing shit out using on me. You. Yeah, he was using you. Exactly. He was working. Yeah. He was working on his material. So that's my, with a random person. That's my Norm MacDonald story, you know? That's awesome. You know, he, he was diligent. He was, I think, always working, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, that's what everyone's been saying. That's a bit of a Norm Macdonald story, man. That's what everyone's been saying. Like he was, he was such a he was he cared so much about the craft of comedy. 
you know, which is hilarious because then when you see him on like Conan doing these rambling four minute jokes that you think he's screwing up, like he's obviously not. Like, yeah, but Conan is uncontrollably laughing. Yeah. Or is it the whole time? Whatever. He's uncontrollably laughing. Whatever. He's fucking. He just. Anyway, and they, and they knew he was going to do it. <laughs> the best part. It's so funny. And then he always ends like, "Well, we've run out of time with that." Yeah. <laughs> and he's there trying to plug some movie, but he never talks about the movie. Yeah. Was he? Was he ever plugging anything? I don't know. I, maybe. Um. Yeah. So hardworking, hustling. Your type of guy. So what's uh, your new fancy job like? Yeah, pretty good. Okay, we won't get into that. So we've done. I'm trying not to break my the rules of my contract. Yeah. So let's just uh, you know this is everybody. This is uh, Mark Jelinski now. I guess no. You know this is his farewell. We said farewell to Norm Macdonald, and now we're saying farewell to Mark. Um, and I think we need to do a rabbit hole five. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, you ready? Ready. So the rabbit hole five. Which may end up being rapid. I don't know. We'll see what'll happen here. First, what would it take for you to become a Habs fan? Because if you haven't known my Mojo Mojos, he is a Maple Leafs fan. I would have to say that the only thing that would get me to consider becoming a Habs fan is if somehow, for some reason, Matt Sundin joined like the executive of the Canadians. What's he, and then why I would, is that such a like he was your hero? He's my favorite Maple Leaf of, uh, of all time. And then, and then when they mistreated him when he let when at the end of his contract, I became a fan of uh, Vancouver for those terrible last season. Like, like a real fan, or just like I'm watching? Yeah, bought he, a hat and everything, watched the games. Geez. Yeah, I like kind of so like their the old logo. By the way, I know I'm way off to, when it was just like a hockey yeah. stick. And a green square or whatever. I was just like, yeah, something like that. Yeah, those are cool. Like minimalist. (laughs) It's like it's kind of like trying to remind them, like, what sport are we doing? It's like, oh yeah, I need a stick. Uh, Hockey. So yeah, so Sundin. You know, I actually had a little moment where the least kind of. I was in university. My roommates from Toronto and. And, and in English Canada, you don't get Habs games. You get Leafs games, which is freaking annoying. Anyway, uh, but the good old days where it was Ballard, I think that was the owner's guy. Oh, my God. And, yeah. and, and it was just like this cigar-chomping, like, mean guy who owned the team. Yeah, job. And yeah. there was Wendell Clark. And I was like, that guy's got character. He's got character. Yeah. Wendell Clark was awesome. When he got traded away, I think it was in 1994, the CNE in Toronto – they had a giant banner that you could sign. It was like a farewell to Wendell Clark, and I signed it. So I don't know if you ever got it. But <laughs> I, I signed something. <laughs> I signed something. I'm sure if you, you know, it's not like he has a lot of fan mail. You should write him like, hey, do you still have that poster? Did you ever get that? I'm down Did there in the bottom that? right corner, Mark Delinsky. Oh, I signed it. With, oh, a D, yeah, with a D. Which is my second question. Why is your name pronounced Delinsky but spelled with a D? With a D, yeah. like Delinsky. The, why the D? do you pronounce it Delinsky or Jelinsky? Delinsky with a D. That's why it's there. Oh fuck! I've been mispronouncing your name all these years. But never on the checks. They always cleared. <laughs> okay, so fuck that question. We'll move on. 
There you go. Number three. I'm doing well. Number three. So you were once an anthropologist. Um, yep. So where did you dream of going on? Is it called a dig when you go on one of these things? Yeah, it was a dig. So when I was back no, in... No, but your dream uh, dig. You know, like, not the one that you My did. dream dig, yeah. No. What's the dream dig? There was the dream dig. Um, there's a place in Turkey called Çatalhöyük, which was really cool. And it was it's this huge... It was one of the first urban quote-unquote urban settings where people sort of congregated it became kind of a big city and they they built on top of the houses like they just kept building up on the same sort of area one of the super interesting things about it is each layer as they would sort of rebuild these houses through time would keep things more or less in the same position so it was kind of like this like ingrained memory of where things went and how people lived and it was a really fascinating site and i always thought it'd be really fun to uh, to go on that one turkey i mean you lost me near the end there because there's a lot of details but i gather and this is just a reconfirming why you were the smarter half on the uh <laughs> on the old mojo moments um the old mojo moments. uh you're a fancy writer guy sometimes so what's your favorite favorite word my favorite word that's a very good question Dang. i know i'm i'm really up my game since i'm like, every so now and old. again you get it right Every now and again, you get it right. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. Maybe that should be. Well, it's not a word. I've always loved the word muckluck. What does that mean? But it's not like a favorite word. Like I can't, like a, isn't it like a slipper? It's like a first nation. It's word your word. Muckluck. <laughs> and then you're like, I, I really like the word. I don't know what it is. I, I like the word. I like the way it sounds. A muckluck. Muckluck. Um, but I've, I've never been able to use it like properly in a sentence ever. Like we never use it. I don't know. You know what mine is? You didn't ask. What's your word? You. Discombobulated. Discombobulated? Mm, that's a good word. There's a word for that when the word sounds like what it's meaning. Yeah. You don't know what that is? I don't know what that there's is. An ex- there's an actual expensive. technical term. Anyway. There was a guy in high school whose who's favorite sort of, I think we made fun of him because he always managed to use the word melancholy in whatever he wrote. Oh, yeah. Well, that t- the English teachers were like, oh. Well, that's it. We're like, you're such a wank. I don't know. And. And is, and is a good word. And? Like E-N-D? Like this is over? And. That is what's happening today, my friend. And it is the <laughs> or end. Or is it A and D? The final nail in okay. the coffin. And, and one last and. one. And one last one. There you one. go. And. What was your favorite Mojo Moments podcast that we did together? And don't say, oh, I love them all. That's not true. We all have a favorite child. Because <laughs> we did so many different types of conversations. Because I, th- I think the Andy Nelman one for me was really interesting. Um, and, and <laughs> the big takeaway that I still like think about to this day is when he's just like, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> None of this matters. Oh yeah. Cause we were at the beginning of COVID and it was like, well, that's it. And it puts everything in perspective. It's like, you know, in the end, like you got to think a bit, like, does anything, does this matter? Like what you're doing and kind of puts things in like, does this matter? No. Like stop taking it so seriously. Like stop taking yourself or the task or whatever. So seriously, I thought, I thought that sort of stuck with me through it all it might be the andy nelman one we peaked with number one <laughs> that's bad news no but the duncan McHugh one was really good i thought um charles de brabant was really interesting just because he really sort of put a lot of 
it was it was kind of a really serious one one of our more serious mm-hmm. ones because it got really deep about his cancer and like how he sees life and like being a father and being a, like a like i got really deep yeah. um and it was just interesting to see his perspective but i think it must be andy now well you know what that's a wrap man thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart man uh for tolerating me uh for jamming and you know what that old agency is lucky you better tell me thanks man it's been a blast and we still we're still gonna hang out i still you know when when the next celebrity dies i'm gonna text you about it (laughs) no we gotta find better reasons to hang out For sure. I don't know. It's been weird. I haven't known what to text you. Like, I'm like, you know, like, hey, I don't know. It just felt what kind they of say weird. there in Ontario, don't be a stranger. Don't don't be a stranger there. <laughs> Is that a Canadian know. thing? Like, don't be a stranger. I feel like that's more of an uh, out west. I feel like that's an Alberta thing now. Oh. Like, a, don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger now. You hear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. You got to get, get. You sound like a little bit like. Um, Southern twang? No, not even you. Sound like Louise or in Thelma and Louise. <laughs> Which was that? Sharon, Sharon, Susan Sarandon. Which yeah, one was that? Yeah, and uh, what's her name? Julia Roberts. And they drive off the that's cliff together. And they drive off the thing. That could be our. That could be our that thing. That's our thing. We drive off a cliff. <laughs> Isn't that what this, this whole is? This, this, this whole this podcast is about it. driving off a cliff, man. That's very anyway, true. this is this be, yeah. this is a big farewell, but not a goodbye. What's the expression? It's a au revoir, which is the best French term, which is see you again or whatever. How does it yeah. translate? Isn't that the end of Pokeru? It's like see you next time or see you soon. A bientôt. See you soon. <laughs> so they did that at the end of Pokeru every single. I have episode. no idea what you're talking about. I've never. What is this? Oh, show? I, I grew up with. My my Ontario peeps will know. Yeah, I was more into Passepartout, man. Yeah, you would be. Pascaro and Passemontang and the stupid Muppets. Look, let's... I don't understand why we're ending on insults here. You got some weird TV show. I got mine. (laughs) I got some weird puppet that disappears. We'll just just leave it, okay? (laughs) It's a good time to end. Okay, we're going to do that. That's a wrap. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.